When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. From the TCL studios, it's Mackie and Judd. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Now launching. Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? Towns for the record. Oh my God. Timberwolves single game franchise record set by Carl Anthony Towns. And away we go. Welcome everyone. It's another day in paradise. The Mackie and Judd show. Those guys are on vacation. Use it or lose it. As we flip to 2019. So those guys are out. I am in. My name is Darren Doogie Wolfson. The A-Job is the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. On until 6. Manny Hill is here producing, technically directing, and co-hosting, mm-hmm. Manny tracked down that highlight, courtesy of Dave Benz, Fox Sports North. It wasn't that long ago. It was this calendar year. March uh, 23rd, I believe. Late March, Carl Anthony Towns against the Atlanta Hawks, who are once again in town tonight. So the last time the Wolves played Atlanta, Carl Anthony Towns set a franchise record with 50 Six points. Manny, do you recall how many shots he took that game? Oh, good question. Um, I want to say he probably only took like 25 shots, maybe. 32, 32 field shots. goal attempts. Okay. Is there any chance the rest of the Tom Thibodeau era, which might be <laughs> a couple weeks, might be another 40-something games, might be another 120 games? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it will end. Do you think there is any chance the rest of the Tom Thibodeau era that Carl Anthony Towns ever approaches 32 field goal attempts in a game again? Probably not. Um, well, because that was back in March, and that was that was probably about a month or so after Jimmy Butler tore his meniscus in Houston, the first game post-All-Star break. Correct. Now and, Wiggins played. Mm-hmm. Ball dominant point guard Jeff Teague played that game. Yeah. I'm. I don't. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll see that. I don't think so either. I don't think we'll see that again. And I told you, it remains a head scratcher. Why are the Wolves on their social media channels not championing the cause of one Carl Anthony Towns? Why are they not promoting him? It's all about Derrick Rose. And Rose deserves all sorts of praise. Maybe an all-star, sixth man of the year, most improved player. 
Derrick Rose deserves all sorts of love. Speaking of the end of the Tom Thibodeau era, whenever it happens, if it happens after this season, the likelihood of Derrick Rose returning here is incredibly minimal. You have Carl Anthony Towns locked up for many years. He's already been an all-star. Why not push that narrative forward? Well, he's the I best just player. don't get it. He's their best player, Doogie. And it's not close. It's not even close. But you wouldn't know that. Yeah. If you're obsessed like I am, like many people are, with social media, and you follow the Wolves, it's all about Derrick Rose. It is a lot of Derrick Rose And maybe stuff, it's recency yeah. bias coming off the game he had in Chicago, his hometown. But I'm just saying, go back any number of weeks... You will see a lot of Derrick Rose love. You saw a lot of him at, uh, after his 50-point game against the Jazz. And rightfully so. Rightfully so, yes. I mean, in that particular instance, yes. But overall, you just don't see that much from the Wolves pushing Carl Anth- Anthony Towns forward. Their biggest star. Yeah. Their most important piece going forward. I've been saying it all, I said it all offseason long after the season ended. When you know the the stories were coming out that Cat wasn't happy about certain things, and of course you were all off season long, you were all over that. Johnny K, all of you guys were all over that, and I told the to Phil and Judd time and time again that whole summer, Carl Anthony Towns is the most important piece of this franchise, and they need to get things right with him. Make they sure do. he is happy. Yes, hundred percent happy. Now this the whole and social I media thing. I don't know for the most that, part. Yeah, they did, and I think he's I think he's much happier now, especially post Butler and everything, but. Yeah, it's just a little odd that they're not really pushing him as much social media-wise. It's a little interesting. We'll get back to the Wolves at different points during the show. For sure at 5 o'clock, Bobby Marks of ESPN, former Nets assistant general manager, will join the show. The Wolves are not the only local basketball team in action tonight. Lindsey Whalen and the Gophers host Wisconsin. The Big Ten opener, Whalen's team, remains unbeaten. It's certainly a busy sports day, sports night, with all sorts of different local angles. Teddy Bridgewater of the New Orleans Saints will start on Sunday. The Saints have the number one seed locked up, so they have nothing to play for, no reason to play Drew Brees. They're playing Carolina, right? They are. Mm -hmm. So Teddy, and Teddy is a free agent, right? You have him, you have Nick Foles, it looks like Joe Flacco will be available. Now, does Baltimore outright release him? I don't know what his contractual situation is. If it'll end I up being a trade. I think he's still like another year or two. Yeah, he's still under contract. Yeah. But would it make financial sense for Baltimore just to move on? I mean, I would think you trade him, right? That's yeah. a trade. I think you get gonna... something in return. You're not just releasing Joe Flacco. I told I told Phil and Judd this. I think it was it was last week on Write That Down. I said Joe Flacco is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jaguars next year. Well, somebody is, right? It's a good bet that one of those three guys is, right? Those are the top three guys available. Unless Mm -hmm. I'm missing somebody, right? Now, how many teams will be looking for a quarterback? Yeah, Jacksonville. Who else is a lock? The Redskins? Probably, yeah. If if Alex Smith is not going to be back anytime soon, yeah. I mean, the Giants should, but they won't. A lot of teams have the young guys, right? Anybody else come to mind? Yeah, I mean, if the Saints, if the Saints win the Super Bowl and Drew Brees rides off into the sunset and they don't bring Teddy Bridgewater back, which I tend to think that they will bring him oh, back. Oh, I think they would bring him back in yeah. that scenario, especially if he performs well on Sunday. I didn't think about that though. That's interesting. 
you know. Now, didn't Drew resign for multiple years? I think he did. Yeah, but if they win the Super Bowl, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna. I gotta think he's gonna retire. I right? don't know. Go out like uh, like Elway and Peyton did. He's still so good. I know. Why go out? I mean, that's. I mean, that's a the that's conundrum a for these guys, out, though, right? right? I mean, do you go out when you're on top, or when the skill set is fading? How do you Peyton want to did, be Peyton remembered? Did both. Yeah, Peyton he did. went out on top, and his skill set had was basically gone. I mean, I don't know this for <laughs> sure. I'm just tempted to think, even if they win it all, mm-hmm. that he actually will play another year. But yeah, if he doesn't, yeah, I mean, Teddy being New Orleans starting quarterback next year probably makes all sorts of sense. Todd Gurley and LaMarcus Joyner, two key players for the Rams, specifically Gurley, out. So when talking about playoff jockeying, all the implications on Sunday, we know that if the Bears beat the Vikings and the Rams lose at home to the lowly 49ers, albeit playing better the last couple weeks, Mm -hmm. but still the lowly 49ers. But if those two things happen, the Bears jump up. The Bears get a first-round bye. So the Bears do have some incentive to at least play out the first half on Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium, reevaluate things at the half. If the Rams are up 10, 14, 17 points, then there's no reason to play Mack, Hicks, other key players in the second half. So you may just hand the Vikings a victory. And I got to think. But no the, Gurley, no Joiner. Those are two big injuries for the Rams. But I got to think the Rams are going to go into that game making sure that they win, too. Right? Oh, of because, course. Because you don't, I mean, they're not going to, even though Gurley and Joiner are going to be out, I mean, I got to think the Rams are going to go into that game wanting to take care of business against an inferior team and just get that number two seed locked Well, sure. Up. And as you push things out an extra week, the last thing the Rams want to do is to go back to Chicago. Right. They were in Chicago a couple weeks right. ago. They lost. So if they're the three seed, the Bears are the two. If you look ahead, which is dangerous, right? Because mm-hmm. the Rams might have done that last year and lost in their first playoff game. But if you move it out a week, right? If you're the Rams, the three seed, you want nothing to do with having to go to Chicago that weekend of, what would it be, January 13th and 14th? Mm-hmm. And that would be exactly where they would go. If they want, if they want a wild card weekend. All right. On the wild, we'll get to the wild at different points. Mike Gensel, now a pro scout for the Arizona Coyotes, will join at 515. Plus, Matt Collar does a bunch of NHL work for ESPN Insider. He's in studio four to five. So we may get into the wild at some point with Matthew. Plus, Chris Long, my good friend, my colleague on the TV side, will be in studio for the next couple segments. Wild may come up with him as well. But the wild lose yet again last night. In Chicago, not even competitive. It's now five consecutive losses for the Wild. If you go back six weeks, if you go back to November 12th, the Wild have the worst record in the NHL. Mm. They have lost 10 of their last 13 games. I can't even figure out if the bigger issue is the goaltending. Devin Dubnik yanked yet again last night. Third time in the last 10 or 11 games that he gets the early hook. They can't score. I just don't know, though, how you hit the reset button. Miko Koivu, no trade clause. Ryan Suter, no trade clause. Zach Parisi, no trade clause. So those guys aren't going anywhere. Charlie Coyle, Nino Niederreiter. Those guys, in theory, you'd look to move. And I'm sure you could move those guys. Mm -hmm. But what will the return be? Now, Zucker, maybe you get something for him. Your best defenseman, at least so far this year, or your second best, it's not Suter. So it's either Spurgeon or Dumba. 
Certainly your best offensive defenseman is, heck, he's probably out for the season. It'll be three months until he can pretty much skate. So maybe he's back at the tail end of the regular season. But Dumba is going to be out a long time. So, I mean, they are screwed, right? It's still an uber-competitive division conference. I mean, I just don't know what you do, though. I don't have the answer or answers. But here's here's why I think they should, you know, essentially, I hate using the word, but this is why I think that they should tank and start selling off some of these How other do you guys. tank, though? I, I, it's well, a convenient the NHL, phrase. In the NHL, I don't even know if it's really. Trust like, me. In, I mean, we see it happen in Suter the NBA. Parisi, those guys are not tanking. I know. So I, I don't know, know how you but, do that. But the, the tough thing, though, Doogie, is they need to. <laughs> they need to. Because this is why they're stuck in this. This is why they're stuck in mediocrity right now because they've never had a year like this. In the, what, this is technically, what, the 18th season because of the one season that was canceled since 2000 in the history of this franchise? They've never had a year where they were in, like, in the bottom of the standings and allowed themselves to get, what's the highest draft pick they've ever had? Gabrick? Many and that years was, ago? And he was the expansion pick. Like, he was... That was he was their first ever draft pick. I mean, the roster needs work though, right? It's not yeah. the coach. It's no, convenient Bruce to say, "Hey, bring coach. in Joe Quinville, right?" Joe Quinville, I don't think is fixing this thing. I think Bruce is a We've really good coach, gone and through that's coaches. who I feel bad for. I feel it's bad for not Bruce on Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, I know, and I hope Paul Fenton gets it. I think he does get it. I don't think the answer is firing Bruce Boudreau. I don't think so it's either. The roster. Two playoff victories in six years. Now, it's a credit to them for making the playoffs mm-hmm. six consecutive years. How many teams can say that? Maybe Anaheim, maybe Pittsburgh. That's it. Pittsburgh and Anaheim, yeah. Those are the only other Teams two. don't make the playoffs six consecutive years, so it's a credit to them. But they haven't won. They've been given every not, opportunity to win and this in roster, the postseason. They haven't won. And this roster, as it's currently constructed, isn't going to win. No. Like they're not. They're, they're, they're stuck in mediocrity. They're stuck right in the middle as, like, the 15th or 16th best team in the league talent wise and they're just they're not there's no real way they don't they don't have the cap space to just go out and sign a superstar player to put them over the top and you know they're not bad enough to be at the bottom and put themselves in a position to get an Austin Matthews or Craig or um, Craig McDavid a um, Connor McDavid yeah Connor McDavid type of player and this is where they're at right now. And that's why I say that they need to start selling off some of these pieces and try and tank and get themselves in a position. Now, I don't know who this next, who the next up and coming phenom is. Chris Long just walked in. Maybe he could tell us. You've got me. But if I, you think you were looking at me, man, if you think I've done research on the 2019 I I NHL no draft or the 2020 NHL draft, you're looking at the wrong guy. Yeah. But this, but that's, that's what they need. They've never really had. I mean, Gabrick was a really good player and a good goal scorer for a while, but then he got, you know, he had the injuries and then he just kind of played his way out of here or he just didn't want to be here anymore. And really, ever since he, le- he left, they've had good players. Brian Ralston and, you know, Pavel Dimitra, rest in peace, and, and players like that. But they've never had that bona fide superstar, Austin Matthews. Connor McDavid type of player. No guarantee, even if you're picking really high, that you hit true. a home run. That's true. Now, I guess if you have the number one pick, we all knew McDavid. Star, right? Mm-hmm. We knew that. 
We knew and, on Matthews, star. And Benoit Pouliot was a high draft pick. I think he was like fifth overall, and he, sure. was, he was a complete bust. Correct. I mean, how so, did he turn out? I don't right. know about complete bust because he did have... He's, and he's still in the league now. Is I he think. still in the league? Yeah. I think so, so, I mean, yeah. if you've lasted that long, at least in my mind, my definition of bust... If you've lasted in the NHL six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. But he was a bust here. He was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he never lived up to expectations. All right, a couple other headlines. One would be we're watching the Music City Bowl. <laughs> How predictable is this? It's a very select few. But I saw a couple Gophers fans on Twitter saying, You blew it, Music City Bowl. Bleep you, Music City Bowl. You took Purdue over the Gophers, and look what you got yourself. Auburn is up right now. What is it, Manny? Is it sixty-two to seven? Is it sixty? Have they scored again? It was fifty-six to seven. Well, yeah. So it's fifty-six seven at the half. <laughs> Auburn gets the second half kickoff, and they decided to eat some clock. It was an eight-minute yeah. drive, so they ate some clock, yeah. but they scored. I haven't looked over at the TV in a couple minutes, but yeah. At last report, sixty-two to seven, Auburn over the Purdue I, Boilermakers. I told, I told Danny Cunningham when uh, Auburn took the knee at the end of the first half. I said, that was the best defensive play for Purdue all day. <laughs> was Auburn taking a knee to end the half? Uh, and Purdue had to ruin it for the Big Ten, right? Wisconsin Ugh. destroys Miami. The Gophers destroy Georgia Tech. And yeah, Purdue had to ruin everything. And one other headline, Nelson Cruz is in town. I texted with his agent, Bryce Dixon, who was on this show yesterday at 545. You can always podcast that interview. Bryce and Nelson are in town. The physical is underway now. Who knows how long the physical will take. Well, presuming that he passes the physical, the Twins should announce before the day is over the signing of one Nelson Cruz. I can tell you, I didn't get into this on the air with Bryce, but I can tell you that part of the recruiting process with Nelson was, hey, we're not done just with you. We plan on spending more money. How can the Twins spend more money? I have one idea. I will run that idea by Chris Long when we come back. Plus, we can get into the Vikings and Bears. The injury report, key players, both sides will be out for Sunday's win-and-in scenario for the Vikings. The Eagles are going to beat the Redskins. So, in my mind, it's win-and-in. Losing out, win-and-in. So, we'll get to a bunch of stuff with Chris Long. When we come back, it is 1500 ESPN. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Just hold your ass right there. On 1500 ESPN. Are you ready? Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. We are ready. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. Fifteen hundred ESPN. All right, let's check traffic here very quickly in the TCL broadcast studios. Ninety-four eastbound. Let's go up to Maple Grove. We got a crash uh, between Brockton Lane and six ten. That's causing a five-minute delay. So be on the lookout for that. Also, thirty-five W southbound. We got a stalled vehicle uh, in Minneapolis between uh, Highway fifty-five and Portland Avenue South, and uh, that stalled vehicle is causing a lane to be blocked. So uh, be on the lookout for that, folks. I think we're the only knuckleheads, though, Manny, working today, right? I think so. And my wife, she's got a government job. Yeah, but, park, I mean, outside of a few. Parking lot was fairly full today. I was surprised yesterday I had to park in the auxiliary lot. I was I was at least our sample size here at the Hubbard Complex is a lot of people working. You need to do what I do, although I beat you to it. Our boss has his own parking spot. Yeah, that's a bad look parking in there, though. <laughs> Why? Well, He's off today. Off, off the air conversation. Hey, it's a bad look. More power that's, to him, right? That's his spot. Everybody makes their own bed, right? When yeah. you have a contract negotiation, you can negotiate whatever term you yeah. want. That's that's his, though. Oh, trust me. No, I gave it to him on the air, TV-wise, on Channel 45, yeah, yeah. when you were on vacation. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so trust me. That's what you need to do. 
park in that spot. It's but not, yeah, it's not going to happen. That's There's it. not a lot of people up here, Chris. That's his spot, and anybody else that has to park in the auxiliary lot sees me getting out of that spot. That's a bad look. <laughs> See, you think about that. Well. I don't. You should walk the hallways of radio. Nobody's here. I, the cars were there. I haven't seen anybody in the hallways, but correct. yeah, the cars are there. So, I mean, in theory. So Maybe they be, parked and took yeah, the light rail to the correct. airport to get out of town. That could be. That might be it. All right, so Nelson Cruz, I guess the Twins team physician is working this afternoon because Nelson Cruz yeah. is undergoing his physical. All right, so I am told that the Twins told Cruz in the recruiting process that we aren't done spending money. So we will give you $14 million but then we will be spending more money. So right now with Cruz, taking into account the arbitration eligible guys, all that, they are at about $92 million total, payroll-wise. I mean, last year opening day, they were in the ballpark of $120 million. So in theory, they have a good amount of payroll flexibility still. What about this idea? Dallas Keuchel. Dallas mm-hmm. Keuchel. He's... 31 or entering his age 31 season. Now, I'm told Chris he wants a five year deal. So you'd be paying him for his ages 31, 32, 33, 34, and 35 seasons. He'll be 31 on New Year's Day. So I think you're okay the first couple years, but it could be a slippery slope when he's 34 and 35. Isn't that the problem with any pitcher these days, though? Yes. That's going to want a five-year contract. You're signing them for two good years, and you hope they can hang on. Correct. Well, I mean, even look at you, Darvish, right? The Twins, sure. this time last year, offered you, Darvish, five years, about $100 million. He got a sixth year from Chicago <laughs> and, and more money. already over the falls. And he's already <laughs> broken Boy, down. Oh, that, that was a disaster yeah. this year for the Cubs. Sure. And it may turn out okay. It's not like Darvish is done as a player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so far, a disaster for the Cubs. So yeah, oftentimes when you sign starting pitchers, who oftentimes are in their 30s, to these big deals, it backfires. There are more examples of it backfiring than it actually working. I think that's a move you make if you are one yard short of the end zone. I think the the Twins are closer to midfield. Well, how do you define that? Because are, they, are they a World Series caliber team next year? No. When stacking them up against the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Astros, the class of the league, no. When looking at the division, they play in the worst division in the game. But what's the goal? Making the playoffs or Well, you tell me. What should be the goal? I think a World Series four years out is the goal. I don't think you can be short-sighted. If Given the opportunity, give me Dallas Keuchel. But I think that if you're going to mortgage... You know, having to carry him when you would hope that your whole team would be surging in three, four years to to make some sort of ninety win run. Now, now we've seen it before. You you get in and figure get to the playoffs and figure it out from there. But I I think that's at least a year, if not two years, too early to do the break the bank, roll the dice, try to grab an ace who may fall off in the second half of the contract. But why not? When is enough enough? They have more losses than any other franchise in the game going back to the 2011 season. They had the one lucky year. 85 wins most often doesn't get you to the playoffs. A couple years ago, got the Twins to the playoffs in one game. Boom. They're out. Snap of the fingers. Why not try to make a run? And does Keuchel really... To mortgage... Does he prevent you from really making that run? Who knows? If you think that run really is more realistic in 2020, 2021, does signing Keuchel now screw... Your process, that process. That's the question only the poll ads can answer. Are you willing to just eat that money in 2021 
that you couldn't then go spend on some bat at the trade deadline, um, you know, some closer that you need at the deadline, you know, that kind of move that moves you from a team that's going to get into the playoffs to a team that might be able to, to, to punch the Red Sox or the Yankees in the mouth in the ALCS. A little bit more on Keiko. He's not a strikeout guy. He's not a velocity guy. I mean, it's pinpoint location. Yeah, he's from so, the, I mean, he's from the Greg Maddox school of pitching. Yeah, I mean, that can tail off yeah. the older you get. But he's a ground ball pitcher who doesn't give up home runs, who's in really good shape, who's been pretty darn durable. I mean, could you look at him and say, you know what? Maybe he's not a number one, but to get him here. This is not a free agent destination, so you have to go to five. I think if you offer him four... There's enough other teams interested in him. He's not coming here for four years. And we're splitting hairs there, aren't we? So you have to I go mean, to five. Aren't we splitting hairs there? I mean, if, if you think you're getting a guy like that now to win now, you're not worried about year five. What would be the annual number? I mean, I would think you'd have to go to five 100, right? So 20 a year? Yeah. So you light 20 million on fire to make it one extra round of the playoffs. That's Again, that's a poll ad question. Yeah. I don't know if I would make that move this year. Now to Nelson Cruz, of course you told him you're going to go get more players. Of course you did. Well, and <laughs> like it's a lock. They're going to sign a reliever. They have to. two-thirds of the free agents are still available. And there's 200 free agents. Is that what it is? Yeah, you saw a Buster Olney 200 tweet. 200. We're eight weeks in, and 200 are still sitting there. Okay, so the Twins, I mean, it's easy, right? I mean, they're going to stumble into one of these guys. And there's only been, I don't want to misquote, it was either, I think it was five or six three-plus-year deals have mm-hmm. been signed. So baseball labor is weird right now, and maybe there's ways to take advantage of that. Um, would Nelson Cruz have gotten a little bit more six years ago? Would he have been signed immediately at the winter meeting six years ago? Yeah, I think so. I mean, how about the fact that Machado and Harper are, well, are still sitting out there? Now, maybe those are the two dominoes that need to fall, right? That's, that's the Once market. those two guys fall, we'll see just a ton of action. I think if you're an A-minus player right now, you'd be a fool to sign until the two A-plus guys go. Yeah. Just it's... It's so weird, weird right? And, and if you don't think a work stoppage is coming at the end of the CBA, you're you're crazy. Do we know who the front runner is on Bryce Harper right now, or Machado? No, I mean some well, people Machado speculate like the, the Yankees. Everybody's doing a pretty good job of keeping their mouth shut if there has yeah. been negotiation because I haven't seen much. Because, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff about neither wants to be in Philadelphia. That for whatever yeah. reason or reasons, <laughs> they don't want to be in Philly. They don't want to yeah. be a Philly. Yeah, ditto. I've seen some Bryce Harper to the Cubs team, but the Cubs don't necessarily have the payroll flexibility. And you look at what the Dodgers did. Early um, or was it late last week? Cleared the decks. Where, where they yeah. they got rid of Kemp and they got rid of Puig. They sent those guys to Cincinnati to get that money off of the books and <laughs> took their payroll down to yeah. like a paltry like two hundred two hundred one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they're below the luxury tax threshold, right? Yes. Yeah. So in that theory, the they idea. could sign one of those guys if they want to bring back Machado. Who knows who they favor? Mm-hmm. I would think Harper. But maybe it's Machado. I mean, so they, yeah, the Dodgers make logical sense for one of those guys. So it would make sense for them to go get Harper. And I know that, heck, I'm teasing the audience because there's actually not any real Twins Keuchel steam. <laughs> this is me doing talk radio. It's a great talk radio topic, great talk radio fodder. This is my opinion. And it's easy for me to spend the poll ads money. But I'm just thinking, a guy like that, you don't have a lefty in your rotation for whatever that's worth. Heck, you think about the great teams in the game, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs. They all have, heck, they all have multiple lefties in their rotations. Now, maybe that's a coincidence, but I'd love to see a lefty in this rotation. Now, hey, the Indians have won a lot of games the last few years with a bunch of righties. So just give me good pitchers. I don't care if it's a lefty or a righty, but I, you know, in this case, I'd like to see a lefty balance out the rotation. And he's sitting there. 
This He's is sitting where... there for the taking. You don't need to give up a prospect. You don't need to give up Brent Rooker, yeah. Trevor Larnick. You're not giving up Royce Lewis or Alex Kirilov. But if you go down the list of prospects, you don't need to give up any of those guys. You can just sign this guy. You have to pay him, but you don't have to sacrifice prospects. This is where I wish, I think a lot of people wish that Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano were further along. That this would be the offseason, right? this would be the offseason because those guys are already kind of established as young star players and that you got all this money coming off the books, but Joe's money coming off and all the all the guys that you went and got last year, they're off they're off the books and everything. And oh, this is a good opportunity for us. We got these two young stars. Let's go get let's go spend some money in free agency to supplement this roster. You'd know this better than I would probably. When does the T V contract come up? Because that could be the next chance we see where the, the they could take a bigger bite out of a potential free agent pie. You're talking the Twins yeah. contract? It's for like, what, 30-something million a year. Now, comparatively speaking, it's It's paltry, right. I mean, it's like one of the worst in the game. That's also because cable penetration in the Twin Cities is lowest, second lowest or second yeah, lowest in the country. It, it stinks too, but yeah, the Dodgers I mean, is over like two hundred. Yeah, However, the, the Twins just don't make that much money right. from Fox Sports but North. The, but yeah. the bar has been moved since that deal was signed. Correct, in, exponentially. I'm pretty sure it's got at least two years left. All right, so I don't think it's ten. It might be four because the target field money bump is over. That's that's come and gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the next one. Is, but they're still making money. Speaking of TV oh, 100%, 100%. money, how about the national TV money that they get a pie mm-hmm. of? The Twins are making money. They are making but they will get a, enough money. If they wanted to sign Keuchel, they absolutely could. They'll get a sizable bump when they redo their local deal. Yes, they will. I don't know when the national deal's up. I feel like that just got re-signed. I think it did. Because the TNT thing came into play. Once you couldn't figure out where playoff games were, yeah, I still can't. that's how you knew a new TV deal had <laughs> yes. been made. I think that was two years ago. I still struggle. That'll be another big bump. So when that money comes in, now the national... Well, so yeah, if it's just local money, um, that could... You know, it's not going to be... They're not going to become the Dodgers, but that could be the difference between we've got some money to burn on a... Throw a dart and hope we grab a guy... And that does fit in that two-year window where you hope that this generation that we've been hearing about for five years pops. So there could be some uh, harmonic convergence happening in 2020, 2020, I think you're right, though, Manny. If they had jumped from 85 wins to, let's say, like the Rays. Mm-hmm. Let's say they would have won 90. Still missed the playoffs. But if they had won 90, knocking on the door, right? Then you... Hammer of it. being a contender. Then you put the pedal to the metal. Then yeah. Even if, this would have been the winter to spend a bunch of money. And I even feel like even if they would have, in terms of wins and losses, would have had the same season, but you look at Sano and Buxton and they were where we all kind of hoped that they would be, you would feel good about going to get spending some money on a Dallas Keuchel or somebody like that because you're like, well, we got these two young stars. They're starting to blossom. Let's go get some pitching, add some depth to our rotation, and we should be good to go to try and contend. Keep your manager. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know? just, I was just saying. I, I mean, you're not firing your manager I, if you yeah. win 90. I don't, think they, I don't think they made a bad Because look, look at where saying. Cleveland's at right now. Mm-hmm. Cleveland is probably still the favorite to win the division, but this division is trash right now. There's it's just not no, very good. There's no pitching yeah. at all. Are the Indians the favorite? Yeah, I yes. suppose they are. Yeah. Which by Just default. by default. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you subtract Brantley, you subtract and Josh yeah. Donaldson, Cody Allen, but soon, even, Andrew even Miller. Still, Doogie, it's like and Detroit. Yet. Detroit isn't any good. <laughs> the the White Royal, Sox. The Royals aren't any good. 
You know, the White Sox are trying. Well, yeah, I mean, it's either the Indians or the Twins. The, yeah, it's probably the I will bet. The White Sox are trying because they've popped up in the Manny Machado rumors mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So, like, they're interested in making a push or whatever, but they're they're still a ways away, too. Like, this division is just not very I'll, good. I'll look it up right now. I bet the Twins are the second favorite. Well, you look it up. Yeah. You can bring us those odds when we come back. Plus, let's get into Vikings and Bears. It is the Mackie and Judd Show. It's 1500 ESPN. 1500ESPN.com. It's the TCL Broadcast Studios. It's Darren Doogie Wolfson. It's Chris Long. It is Manny Hill. Back after this. Don't go anywhere. Assume the position. More Mackie and Judd coming up next on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Start churning butter and put on your church shoes, little sister, because we're about to blast off. On 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to the Mackie and Judd Show, 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's the TCL Broadcast Studios here in St. Paul. It is Darren Doogie Wolfson, Manny Hill, Chris Long from 5 Eyewitness News is in for another segment. Chris, you were looking up the odds. We were trying to figure out who the favorite is. 2019 American League Central. We figure it's the Indians, but maybe not. You have the odds in front of you? Indians, heavy favorites. Um and it's interesting because there's not not every book is offering odds right now. They're going to wait for the free agent scenarios to play out. But the Indians right now, now the only way I can really measure this, there's not odds, or at least I couldn't find them. I'm sure you could get them somewhere. There's no odds to win the division. So I'm measuring it by odds to win the pennant, which isn't quite the same thing, but gives you the idea. The Indians mm-hmm. are, are heavy, heavy favorite among teams in the Central. They're 6-1. to one. They're behind the Red Sox, Astros, and Yankees, which probably where I'd put them. Oakland is right behind them, actually. Hmm. Uh, a little farther back, twenty-five to one. The White Sox, Twins, fifty to one, and then you mm. have the Tigers and Royals at one hundred twenty to one. Those are wide, wide spreads in terms of lines. So again, you've got Cleveland. This is to win the pennant, not the World Series. Cleveland's at six to one. The White Sox are twenty-five to one. Twins fifty. Tigers and Royals one twenty. Now, what that tells me is that Vegas thinks that the White Sox are going to grab a couple big name free agents. Sure, because as is, that's not a good number for. And them. if they do, I mean, if somehow Absolutely. Bryce Harper chooses the White Sox, twenty five to one is will become right. eighteen to one or I think less. fifteen to one. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it depends, right? And right. while the Indians right now, did you say what six to one? Yeah. If they trade Corey Kluber, that goes down to ten. And 12. there's rumors this week about the Padres offering a boatload. Somebody else. So if ultimately they trade one of these guys, Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer, still, six to one becomes twelve to one. They right? Could still win the division even without one of those guys. Well, Not yeah. without both. Yeah, because they would still have the other. Yeah. Plus they would still have Salazar, Carrasco. God, you make that. You trade. have Lindor. You have Ramirez. So you have two superstars in your lineup. Make that trade. Get your prospects. Make a run. If you flame out, then you trade more at the deadline, and they're they're in a good spot. They are, but see, I don't think the Twins are in a bad spot. Tell me, no, and we're still we're still waiting on a lot of these guys, right? We still don't know really on even a Max Kepler or even an Eddie Rosario, right? What, what was the reality with everyone in the Twins two years ago or last year? Mm-hmm. That's the question mm-hmm. that we're going to figure out this year. Which will the real Minnesota Twins please stand up? So that would fly in the face of my argument to go out and give Dallas Keuchel five years, one hundred right. million to use two thousand and nineteen. As an evaluation year. And right. guess what? If you are in it in mid-July... Go for it. Then, guess what? You've got payroll flexibility. You've got a bunch of prospects. Yep. 
you can make a couple trades on July 30th and go for it, right? And, heck, if you're out of it, then you trade Nelson Cruz and get a prospect. Yep. yep. So, yeah, I mean, you could head into the year. Yep. And even a Jonathan Scope on a one-year deal, if he's having a decent bounce-back year, you know, I mean, they could go different ways there in July. So, yeah, I mean, they could leave it open-ended. I just wonder about interest, attendance. Do they care about that? Mm-hmm. First year with a new manager. Second year with a new regime. Um. You know, there needs to be some patience. Two years ago, we've all said it. Making the playoffs was wonderful two years ago, but in terms of developing the team, it was the worst thing that could have happened long-term because they had to hold on to Brian Dozier longer than they did. Had to hold on to everybody. Um, I think that you learn from that experience, and you can't get too excited. You know, you're not going to go all in with a pair of 10s this year. It would have to be some amazing confluence that they're, you know, second or third in the American League for them to shove all in at the trade deadline. Uh, make a run at the playoffs, but you don't want to start talking about trading top prospects or anything unless you've got a legitimate... And and Buxton and Sonoma are going to be so critical yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean, this is... They are... I mean, they're kind of at a crossroads right now. Like, we all got to figure out, is is Sonoma going to figure this thing out? Well, and Barrios. He's in good and shape. Barrios, Does Barrios yeah. take another step? If he takes another step, okay, that's locked down. For what it's worth, did you see the Sonoma Instagram photos? Him posing with Baldelli in the Dominican last week? Really? He looks in really good shape. Yeah. I mean, it's better than the alternative, right? Sure. We heard at this time last year he was weighing like 295 pounds. So, yeah, I mean, him at 250 right now or 255, whatever he is, 245. I don't think he's 245. I, I will, Maybe like 255 is pretty good. I will, I will judge him on what he looks like on opening day. Correct. Well, yeah. no, and, so, no sooner. Which isn't that far from now, by No the way. sooner, yeah. March 28th. And the other thing, too, guys, is when he came back up from was it Fort Myers they sent him down to this year. Yeah. He came back. He he had lost weight, but he was still terrible at the plate. I think it's and, two and, separate issues. You're right. Yeah. I mean like I think if even if he comes in in shape and that's why I think and Doogie we talked about it yesterday. That's why I think bringing in Nelson Cruz is going to be so key, so key for him is the the approach at the plate. Are you going to come come to the plate now four times a game and with a plan, with an idea of what you're going to do, or are you just going to come up and just well, just swing at everything? And just have a wingman, a mentor, a, a yeah. guy whose role on the team is very similar. You know, here he is. You know, learn from him, absorb it, and see what's worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not just seven o'clock to ten o'clock in game across the board. One thirty mm-hmm. until seven o'clock. Heck, in the morning if they live in the same apartment complex, whatever. How you know? can I hit thirty-seven yes. home runs when I'm thirty-eight years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Speaking of patience, among us three, you're the you're the hockey guy. When is enough enough? I mean, you track the wild closer than almost any media member in town that's not specifically on the beat. When is enough enough with this core? And if it's now, how do you mix it up? How, heck, how do you blow it up if you want to blow it up? Are you teasing or are you asking? I'm asking. Yeah, we have a couple minutes here. Uh... Awfully close to blow it up time. Now, blow it up's easy to say. It's harder to do. What mm-hmm. can you get for the, the tradable assets that they have? And if you were going to start over, and what does that do to the psyche of your 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 suitors and your Parisis? Uh, how's that going to sit with them? Do those guys want to wait through a, a two-year reload? Um, I think if you're the general manager, you can't worry about that. They've been wonderful assets for the... I am not as down on the suitor Parisi tenure as as many in town are um i wasn't then i'm not now oh they had to do it then right 100 yeah 100 um i got you what can you get and 
they're getting awfully close to that point. I mean, they're on this five-game skid. Devin Dubnik, who's people are killing him, he's, he's always been streaky. I feel like this particular dip has been a little lower, but I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up the next game and is the best goalie in the NHL for the next 15 games. That's just how he rolls. Uh, I think the fact that they've only scored five goals in five games against not great competition is more of a problem. Uh, the, the things we said at the beginning of the year, this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen, none of them have happened. Um, Mikel Granlund has not made a leap. Playing well, but has not made a leap. Um, Charlie Coyle, Nino Niederreiter, just can't find it for some reason. Um, and I'm also not as down on them as some, but if you can get things for them now, guys that are you know top-line AHL guys in their first year there that might be ready to be third-liners next year and then second or first the year after with the Wild, I think we're getting awfully close to the time to do that. And the fact that you have a new GM... Uh, it's going to be more likely that that will happen than it has in years past. What is? There's no allegiance. I mean, uh, um, Chuck Fletcher. I think you could argue his biggest fault was loyalty, mm-hmm. but it was also a huge asset. I mean, pl- players love playing for the guy, but you know that's the challenge when you're a GM. And I don't, I don't think Fenton will will have that problem. I think what has ultimately led them to this state of mediocrity is the fact that. All those guys that you listed off, none of them, they needed one of those guys to blossom into yeah. a star. I mean, they last... needed Coyle or Niederreiter or Zucker or somebody to blossom into a star player. And they've all been, you know, Granlin too. They've all been good players, but not enough to get them over the hump to get to a Stanley Cup final. And Zach Parisi being healthy and Eric Stahl catching lightning in a bottle last year mm-hmm. have covered up a lot of yes. blemishes on the offense yep. for the last, what, 105 games. Um, I, I, you can't rely on that if you're going to make a deep playoff run. I mean, yep. Stahl's been amazing, and Parisi's been exactly what everybody hoped he would be over the last, whenever he came back. Um, but yeah, there's there's just no one else. Zucker's been pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, I think Granlund. I mean, he's got a good star in him. Yeah, but more like star playmaker, not star goal scorer. Is he your most tradable asset? Is the tough question that Wild fans need to look in the mirror and ponder. I mean, I think the answer is yes, right? I think so, and that's going to be a tough trigger to pull. Um, it'll, you know, again, it depends on what you can get, but. Um, you know, I see on social trade coil trade meter. Oh, that's all fine and good. But, I mean, what are you getting for those guys? Right, right. You're not getting much for those guys. I'm sorry. No, you're gonna. Yeah, you know, if you're rebuilding, do you, do you move Gramlin? Do you do you do you move Dumba? You know, he's done enough in the last. I know he's hurt now, but that doesn't sound like it's a kind of injury that's going to be a problem once it's taken care of. Is he your most tradable asset? Mm. I mean, a guy with that shot that can do what he does. I understand there's defensive liabilities, but man. Every team's trying to fix their power play. You drop him into a power play, your power play is fixed. <laughs> I mean, they don't have enough righty shots to begin with. Agreed. Righty shots on the power play. Agreed. He's your best offensive defenseman? No. The answer is no. You're not trading. If you're asking me which, which one I move, I would move Granlin before Dumba, but you are committing to blowing it up if you move either of those two. I would agree. All right. Briefly, Vikings, Bears, all sorts of key players out both sides. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, doubtful. Eddie Jackson, doubtful for the Bears, it looks like. Those guys are out. For the Vikings, C.J. Ham, Marcus Sherrills, Eric Kendricks, out. Tom Compton, Xavier Rhodes, questionable. I think I'm forgetting somebody, too. Four key players for the Vikings, out. Chad Beebe as well. I mean, Beebe would play. He'd be one of their yep. 46. You know, So it looks like Laquan Treadwell back. So four key Vikings out, two key Bears. Actually, Aaron Lynch, too. So three key Bears out. How do you size up Vikings-Bears? 
usually you're going to want to go with the team that has more to play for. The Vikings have infinitely more to play for. Now they could come out and flat and that's that. They have to be much sharper this week in practice. They have to be much sharper in everything they do between now and 325 on Sunday. The Bears can take this as, let's just not get hurt. Uh, I absolutely agree with what you said earlier this week. There's going to be some scoreboard watching. The best thing that could happen for the Vikings is to look up and see the Rams up 21 to nothing in the first quarter of their game. Then there is no reason for the Bears to leave their starters off. Oh, yeah. I mean, then the second half is a preseason game. The Vikings will be gifted. A playoff right. spot. Now, the other thing you also want to see is Arizona up on Seattle, which isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, because otherwise, then the Vikings could pull their starters. Yeah. Um, yeah best I, of luck with that one. I think the Vikings have far more to play for, and they're at home. Um, you know, the Bears are eyeing the rematch potentially in the first round next week. I think the Vikings have way more to play for. I think they win. I think the Bears have no problem with that. And do the Bears want to – it's the old college football. Do they want to put anything on tape so somebody else can yeah. – especially when the team you're going to be playing next week is the same team you're playing. So do they want to you know, go 70% with their offense? And I don't know. You play to win the games. I get it, Herm Edwards. But I think Chicago, they are playing to not get hurt on Sunday. And that's, I think, going to play into the Vikings' favor. The other thing I'm looking at, too, pressure game, a lot on the line. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. at home inside, and that's the thing. He was in this scenario a couple years ago in Washington and went belly up, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, this is why you're paying I mean, him all this money, and he's been good in. this year at times. He's got a lot. Yeah. He's got turnovers have been bad at times too. He's but got, he's got a lot more pony. You under still him. want him? He's got a lot more pony under him this time than he did when mm-hmm. he was with the Redskins. So. Well, but yeah, I mean, you want him to perform at a very high level on Sunday. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to you and yours. Give Chris a follow on Twitter at Chris Long. KSTP. We'll do an on-the-fly game show Friday for a little bit when we come back. It's Take Your Son to Work Day. I've got my seven-year-old Droogie in studio. It really is him, but we didn't have childcare today for him, so he is tagging along. He's watching a little college football here in the studio, but we'll let him turn on the mic. We will have him go up against Jonathan Harrison, social media guy for this show, technical director... He's what? Associate producer. He wears multiple hats on this show. Jonathan Harrison versus Droogie Trivia when we come back. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. Do I have your word on that, sir? Mackie and Judd. Absolutely. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. What now? What now? Let me tell you what now. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. An on-the-fly game show Friday. An excuse to do something out of the box for four minutes. Heck, it's a Friday. It's Friday of a holiday week. I mean, heck, did you really expect me to put a lot of prep into this show? So we just do everything on the fly. So I've got my seven-year-old, Drew, affectionately known as Droogie, in studio. Jonathan Harrison is in studio as well. So the game will be, what college did the Viking attend? What college... Did the Viking attend? Jonathan, say hi to Droogie. Droogie, say hi to Jonathan. Hey, Droogie. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, wrong microphone. Say it again, Droogie. Hi, Jonathan. There we go. All right. Before we get started, Droogie, do you have big New Year's Eve plans? No. No? Do you have anybody to kiss? 
No. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Do you want somebody? No. Should I track somebody down from your class? No, Dad. No. All right. I'll call you Darren. <laughs> no. Oh, not that. Please, not that. All right. You ready, Jonathan? Uh, I think so. Chris Long gave me some uh, words of concern here, so I'm ready. All right. Let's start with Anthony Harris. Viking safety Anthony Harris. Uh-oh. Droogie is... He's squirming. I can see the look in his face. There's some doubt. Jonathan, do you know where Anthony Harris went to college? I think I know. Uh, Undrafted free agent, so it's not an easy one. Can I get a hint? What conference? ACC. Yeah, I know which one Georgia Tech. No. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, ACC North Carolina? The University of Virginia. So it's a okay. zero to zero score. All right. Linval Joseph. East Carolina. Yes. <laughs> so I guess the rules, I didn't even lay out the rules. I guess if you know the answer, Jonathan, just chime in. Just okay. spread it out. Yeah. Just spit it out. If you know, just go with it, okay? Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks. UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> smoked. Are you smarter than a second grader? Yeah, probably not. Mackenzie Alexander. Clemson. Droogie's on fire. Manny, you're the witness. <laughs> yeah. I've got him on a post-it note here, just some random names. Yeah. Droogie cannot them. see this. <laughs> he's nailing them. <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Maryland. I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> Laquan Treadwell. Ole Miss. Dalvin Cook. Florida State. I do have my mic on. <laughs> Is your mic broken over there, Jonathan? Uh, let me check. No, nope, still working. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Michigan State. Michigan. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jonathan you. got yes. that one. Jonathan, yeah. Boom. <laughs> All right. He I'll take one. faster than me. Daniil Hunter. Missouri. Nope. Mm. SEC. Yeah. The right conference. Seek. Um. LSU. Yes. You get two guesses. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's the boss, right? (laughs) You can make up the rules as we go here. So yes, LSU for Daniil Hunter. We got time for two more. Everson Griffin. Oh, why am I blank? USC. Do we have a score? Is anybody keeping score? I think it's like, it's like four to three. I th- yeah, I think it's like four to three or five to three or something. All right, <laughs> All right got time go. for one more. Kyle Rudolph. Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good try, Jonathan. I tried. My mic wasn't broken. <laughs> Good <laughs> work, Drew. Was. Drew, who wins on Sunday? Vikings against the Bears. Who wins and why? Um, Vikings because Bears are resting a lot of good players. All right. So the Vikings are in the playoffs. Can the Vikings win in Chicago, whether it's January 5th or 6th? Wild card weekend. Nope, they probably will not win at Chicago. All right. Thank you, buddy. Happy New Year. I think Matthew Collar would really appreciate that analysis. That was great analysis there from Droogie. Hey, you know what? Matthew's got like 12 stories on 1500ESPN.com right now. He could use a little help, right? Yeah. I mean, here we go. We've got him right here, Droogie Wolfson. Droogie, thank you so much, buddy. Love you. All right, when we come back, Matthew Collar. Vikings analyst, 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. We'll talk plenty of Vikings, plus Matthew also does some NHL work. 
for ESPN.com, ESPN Insider, so we can get into the wild as well with Matthew. Matthew in studio for the entire 4 o'clock hour right here on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That's just about the most fantastic scheme I've heard to date. On 1500 ESPN.